boys welcome back episode 103 of the booth review i'm seth Fallman, joined as always by brendan willett brendan how are we today good you know mid mid you know kind of so so um i have covid uh i don't know if i've passed it yet it doesn't feel like i've passed it but i have covid um but i guess you know i'm taking the good with the bad like i can't go back to school because of covid so um i'm at home so i get to sleep in my own bed and sit in bed all day and be sick so at least i'm not doing that in a dorm room in a twin-sized bed uh and yeah so it's good i've been in quarantine though um and i've been doing a lot of thinking just you know life pondering coming up with thoughts that's what i contribute to the world is good thoughts and i i came to this conclusion as i was sitting alone in my bedroom Fun little story time. I had a friend in high school. I guess we weren't really friends, but we were kind of friends. My freshman year who would, I would consider them a fringe person where they just kind of jump from group to group and not really have any solidified connections with anybody. And, um, and you know, just kind of whatever. And the reason why they would jump from group to group is because every time they landed in a group, they would alienate themselves from the people around them and then just go on to the next group and so and so and never really landed with a solidified friend group. And I've been seeing a lot of that as I'm sitting in my room alone and seeing my people on Snapchat back at school and on social media back at school. I'm seeing that a lot of people are fringe people and just jumping from group to group without having a solidified connection to anybody and living their lives as if they're living for other people. So they like to post with people on social media and whatever. And then when you know, they alienate those people around them, they just go on to the next convenient group of people to go and post pictures with. So I guess that's a long-winded way of saying I am thankful for the people here at TBR because we do have a solidified friend group and we all have connections with each other, whether it be the four content creators or the people on the outside who contribute to the culture of TBR, who we consider to be very close friends of the program. Um, so yeah, those Shout are my out thoughts. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is, is exactly who I was thinking of when I said that. He's a great friend of the program. Going to have him on the show again soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's my thought of the day. I've become very philosophical throughout this whole quarantine process. So I guess my, well, I mean, my advice to everybody is don't live for other people. You know, because no one gives a fuck what you're doing on social media. Live for yourself. Make friends. The one thing you have to remember is that, <clears throat> especially in college, the friends that you have freshman year very rarely, I mean, obviously there are cases where like people stay friends throughout their college experience and then after that, but the friends that you have your freshman year very rarely stay your friends throughout your entire college experience. Um, and it's really on a case by case basis for that. But, you know, it's a pretty typical thing where you just see like, you know, the people that you were friends with because they had they were in your like, ad you know, weird advisory thing for your major or like they were in your group for um, orientation or something. Right. Like those people. And then like they're just random people that you kind of see around and like you recognize, but you don't really know if they recognize you. It's like that weird, awkward thing. Right. So it's right. You know, don't put too much, like, obviously try to be friends with people. I'm not saying, like, break off your friendships, but also keep in mind that if you're not friends with them come three years from now when you're about to graduate, like, 
that's not a unique experience. Like it's, right. it's completely normal for that to happen. People, you know, change and stop being friends with each other. Right. And that's such a random thought for me to have. Um, but I was just kind of like, you know, sitting here in quarantine, kind of just like perusing the social media and realizing that a lot of people are more invested in the giving off the impression that they have a close friend group and like doing stuff and whatever Mm. than actually living like that. And I was seeing this and being like, huh, like I'm glad that I'm not like that because I legitimately do have a very solidified like friend group. And granted, like, I guess you could say it's hypocritical because we have a podcast that we post about all the time, but it's different because it's a business that we're growing, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Right. But I guess that that would be my, my thought for the day is live for yourself, you know, and, and no one, I like, I don't like Lamar Jackson, but he had a quote one time that said, nobody cares, work harder. And I kind of like that where he's like, no one gives a fuck like what you're doing. Just do it. Right. Just be better. So be better because no one gives a fuck as, at the end of the day. As the greatest ever philosopher to ever walk the earth said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Oh, little Wayne. I, I have heard of that before. Yes. <laughs> Music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Week 18. Well, how are you? First... Oh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I went to the Knicks Celtics game last night. The Knicks got blown out. It was terrible. Um, I only I missed there the first time that they came to Boston this year. So it was like it was annoying. And they also beat the Celtics on a buzzer beater at home on Thursday. And so it was like, Ooh. Oh, like, I did see that. <laughs> like it was, it was almost like an old fashioned hockey home and home, except there was like the day in between. Um, but yeah, like they were down 19 on Thursday, came back and then won on a buzzer beater and then got their pants blown off last night. Granted they had a guy drop like 40 points on Thursday who was out last night and both of their starting point guards are out. Um, so, so that's not a recipe for success at all. Right. But Julius Randle played like ass. (laughs) RJ Barrett was outstanding. Quickly was outstanding, but like they saw a clip of RJ Barrett. Granted, you know, I'm not a basketball. I said this to Seth last night. He was like, Oh, I just watched the Knicks get blown up by the Celtics. And I was like, Oh, it's too bad. I don't watch basketball. Um, (laughs) so I'm not a basketball guy, but I, I dabble. I did see a clip of R.J. Barrett telling a fan to shut the fuck up, and I thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I forget what the fan was saying to him, but he, he looks at the fan and he goes, you're watching me, right? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Like, I just I, – I'm not, like, a basketball guy, but if I, when I do, like, watch, I take stock in the players that, like, I appreciate, and he just, he just made the list of players See, I appreciate. That's one thing that – I really love about basketball is because there's no barrier, right? It's very similar to like baseballs on deck circles, right? Like yeah. with the on deck circles, they're right next to that little, you know, area. And there's, you know, there it's not glass separating the fans from the players. It's just that net. Right. So that, and then, you know, with basketball, you know, you have the fans court side of the fans really close to the um, benches and stuff. Right. So like there's no barrier really between the players and the fans. And so you get those kind of interactions, which I just love, but the vibe it's, 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 the vibe is so different 
between a hockey game at TD Garden and a basketball game at TD Garden. Yeah. Like you don't realize it until you've been to so many hockey games and then all of a sudden you go to a basketball game. But like the fans, I mean, like they get loud and they get into it. But the Let's Go Celtics fans are like, like that chant maybe one time in the entire game, right? Yeah. Like it was, it, you know. And then the the big difference was like something that I knew about and was like not surprised about, but something that my mom pointed out that you don't really think about all the time is the music during gameplay, right? So like in hockey, the organist, well, so the, like the Bruins have an organist, right? So, you know, not every team has one, but the Bruins organist stops playing. Like he will stop in the middle of a verse, in the middle of a note, if play starts while he's playing, right? But with basketball, they specifically do – you know, the, you know, organists to try to get people to right. say, let's go Celtics, or they, you know, do organ versions of songs, or they actually play songs like, you know, they play music and noises during, during game. the game. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very different in that sense. The fans are very much more, and I don't know if it was just like the specific fans that were there that night, but, and granted, like it was only close in the first half, but people seemed to be more just like, watching as opposed to like cheering like there are more yes. spectators like watching on a tv as opposed to like really trying to be involved and like you know you know influence the game as much as fans can and also the one thing that was really annoying was like you know how in hockey games there's like a generally accepted custom to like not walk to your seat after you've gone to the bathroom or gone to the concessions while play is going on yes and granted, we were sitting in the club, so there's normally not like an usher waiting at the entrance to every section like there is in the loge, but people would just walk through whenever and like stand up in the middle of play and like walk in front of us. And it's so, like we're trying to watch the game, and these people in front of us are like standing up and like, and we can't see anything because they're getting up to go grab beers or, you know, or like whatever, yeah. right? We're like, we're trying to watch the game and you're just standing there in your seat in front of us. Like, get out of the way. I have said that historically Celtics fans are softer than Bruins fans. I think I've said that on a podcast before. I mean, probably. I it's, think it's the, definitely the hockey accurate. crowd is just more blue-collar yes. kind of fuck-you attitude. But that standing up and, like, walking around – during play has started to happen at Bruins games too. And it pisses me off yeah. so much. Like I, I hate it. The ushers like are like the game that I went to where like I had appendicitis in, you know, air quotes. Um, I was getting up pretty frequently during the whistles and coming back just so I could take a walk or grab a water, go to the bathroom, whatever. And when I'd come back, I always stood at the very edge and waited for the play to end at like the tunnel so that I wasn't obstructing anybody's view. Even though my seat was, like, right there and I wouldn't walk in front of anybody, I still, like, it's etiquette when you go to a hockey game and you get up and the play is, is going on when you come back that you wait till the play's over. And I'm yeah. standing there, and people are just walking and blowing by me and the usher's not doing anything. And I felt like saying, like, what the fuck do you think I'm standing here for? To get a better right. view? Like, no, like, take a fucking yeah. clue. There's a big yellow line that tells you to wait. There's a sign that says, please wait till play is over. And these clueless morons who have infiltrated the TV garden somehow are just running the ship over there. I haven't been back it's since ridiculous. the incident, and I will not. I said that and very well. They also clear. they claimed to add a 
new policy where if you weren't wearing your mask, I think it was like it's supposed to be a three strike system where they would throw you out. They have not been any more strict than before. Like I haven't heard anyone yelling at anybody to put on their mask when I was walking around. Like it's, it's clearly I, just me. Like, like they just sent out that email and for no reason. And, and now granted, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see it, but on the 15th, in order to get into TD Garden, you have to be vaccinated. Starting on the 15th, <clears throat> you have to have... Well, wasn't least, that always the case? You had to be vaccinated or get a negative test within oh, now a certain it's amount of time. In the game, and now it's vaccinations are the only way to get in. So starting on the 15th, you have to have um, one shot. And then I think it's February 15th, probably. Um, you have to have two. So basically what they're doing is they're giving people time to have like gotten their first shot on the 15th or by the 15th. And then they give them a month because that's how long, like with Moderna, you have to wait a month in between the two shots. Right. Um, and so they're giving them a month to get their second shot. Um, so they're I, not going to be requiring boosters because there's I'm not no way they require a booster. Talk about, everyone knows my feelings about that. And people may think that because I have covid for the second time now that my feelings have changed on that, but they haven't, they've been more solidified, but I would like to say that if TBR, sorry, not if, when TBR gets to the point where of success, where we'd like for it to get, I would like to run for public office in Boston. (laughs) And I think I could win. Yeah. I mean, you probably could. Everything Um, this new mayor is doing. I do the opposite, literally down to the number. I would yeah. do the opposite. Yeah, that is, that's one thing we should point out. This is not a TD Garden policy. This is a city of Boston policy that the TD Garden is yeah. being you know, forced to follow. We, um, not, not, not that we, I think that the TD Garden <laughs> wouldn't do it. I'm just saying. That they oh, they have. so would. <laughs> they so <laughs> would. I wouldn't, uh, you know how I feel about the TD Garden now. A bunch <laughs> of communists. But um, we actually, speaking of like growth, before we get into the pick of the worst week of football ever, uh, we've been doing numbers on TikTok the past week. So like, yeah, I saw that we had like three straight that were well over 3000 guys, keeping in mind that we only have like 400 <laughs> followers on TikTok. Uh, 700 so. as of this morning, Oakley's oh. giving us fucking content. So yes, I'm going to ride that wave. Like there's no tomorrow. Oakley's locks are one and out. They're about to be two and out. Uh, but yeah, no, you guys have actually been, see, that's the thing is like, we haven't been putting out content pretty much anywhere because you know, the COVID um but now that we're back like instagram will be back but i took this opportunity to post a few videos on tiktok just like fucking around like oh let me guess like teams passing leaders and they did really well and we have 700 followers on on tiktok now so like hey you guys are fucking cool yeah all right so speaking of things that give me those numbers so i can run for mayor just pump my numbers up (laughs) week 18 first time ever that there will be a week 18 pick them just weird um nope. first game is today 102 p.m not one o'clock <laughs> not 105 not 110 102 because why wouldn't um, it be 102 right I, I, <laughs> <laughs> might we point out that this is a unique situation because we don't know who's gonna play for how long and who's gonna be used and who's not and some of these games don't mean shit, and some of these games mean a lot for seeding and playoffs. So, like, 
this will probably be the most inaccurate week of Pick'em just because we don't fucking know. So right. don't come at us and be like, oh, you guys don't know football. Like, no one knows what's going to happen this week. Go ahead. Luckily, the first – I think the first three games matter that I have up. Um, Excellent. So the first game is Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Colts are minus 1,000, Jaguars plus 650. Spread is 14 over under 43. I'm taking Colts to win here, but I'm not touching this game from a betting perspective because I don't think that 14 points is a reliable, like, thing to have them cover. And it'd be really, like, it. I don't know how you could bet anything other than the over on this if you were going to take the minus 14. Like, I feel like it's really hard to have a total points under 43 yeah if you cover a minus 14 spread but i think the colts are going to win because they if they win they are in if they lose they could potentially miss the playoffs so pretty big game for the colts i'd be surprised if they lost i'm gonna take the jaguars uh this game's in jacksonville the colts have not won a game in jacksonville since 2014 uh this is a letdown spot for the colts uh, they do not have a quarterback. Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. He throws for like 60 yards a game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor carries this offense, and he has now become so uh, – he hasn't become touchdown dependent, but the team has become touchdown dependent on him so much so to the point where they can't get in the end zone any other way. So if the Jaguars' defense can find a way to just shut Jonathan Taylor down or Ben don't break and don't let him in the end zone five times, I think they're actually going to win this game. I've got the Jaguars winning this one, and I would hammer that spread. 15 points, it's too fucking many for the Indianapolis Colts. Again, let's not, let's not overcomplicate this. This is Carson Wentz we're talking about, okay? Do you think Carson Wentz covers a 15-point spread? Fuck no. Hammer the Jaguars, plus 15. Easy. All right, next game, Titans at Texans. Titans are... Minus 575, Texans are plus 410, over under 42.5, spread is at 10.5. If the Titans win this game, they are the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans to win. Texans suck. Titans have something to actually play for. And this isn't just a, oh, you know, they could get the number one seed. This is huge for them. Because if they get this number one seed, they get the bye the only buy in the playoffs, which gives Derrick Henry an extra week to rest. And then they can come into the divisional round with a hopefully for them fully healthy Derrick Henry against whatever team that they end up playing. Yeah. Yeah. The Titans are going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Um, And I think that this is a dream scenario for 70% of people listening to this podcast who are from the new England area, because I think, you'd much rather the Chiefs not have that number one seat because it's all the more possibility that they don't make it to the AFC championship. And that's exactly what you want. Uh, I would much rather play the Titans in the AFC championship than the Chiefs. They're going to win this game. Uh, They're going to be scary come playoff time if Derrick Henry gets that extra week of rest. But at the end of the day, I think that they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. But they're going to win today. Fair enough. All right, next game, Steelers at Ravens. So whoever wins this game, I believe, has the potential to make the playoffs. So I'm double-checking this 
right now. Um, the Ravens clinch with a win and losses from the Chargers, Colts, and Dolphins. Um, and the Steelers clinch with a win and a Colts loss and the Raiders chargers game ending in something other than a tie. So it's highly unlikely that either one of these teams finds their way into the playoff picture. That being said, um, the game still does technically matter. Um, I am going to take the Steelers here. Uh, the Steelers have never ended a season at below 500 since Mike Tomlin took over. Um, they're currently eight, seven, and one. So technically their win loss would be 500 if they lost today, but their total win percentage would be less than 500. So like, I don't know why we were seeing those posts earlier this week that were like, Mike Tomlin's never finished a season below 500. Cause technically right now they're at 500. Yeah. So if they lost, they would be below 500, but whatever. I still think that they win. They get the nine wins. They stay above 500. They're plus 135. Ravens are minus 155. Over-unders 41. And Steelers are uh, – sorry, the spread's uh, three. Yeah, I love the, the Steelers in this spot. Uh, Ravens are starring Tyler Huntley, who I actually really like, and I think – and I've said this to yeah, Seth multiple occasions. I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. But <laughs> the thing that's separating these two teams in my eye is the sole fact that this is Big Ben's last game in all likelihood. Um, so – I, I think that the Steelers offense just comes out flying. I've got a lot of action on this game too. Steelers plus three and a half seems like free money. I think even if they lose, it's going to be like a one-point game. It's going to be very close if they lose. I think they, I think they win though. Uh, Najee Harris over 72 and a half rushing yards, free money. They run him into the fucking ground. Deontay Johnson, anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, he's got a pair of touchdowns in his last couple. Uh, Big Ben's one of Big Ben's favorite targets in the red zone uh, or the red area as as we like to adopt and Ben Roethlisberger over one and a half passing touchdowns. there's no way in his final game ever that he throws less than two passing touchdowns so those are my locks yeah but that uh, it's different just is this is this is it that was his last game at Heinz Field this is his last game ever he's gonna go out with a bang I got him throwing like three passing touchdowns. I think it's actually going to be a high-scoring game because both these teams really need to come out and prove themselves if they want any sort of shot at the playoffs. Tyler Huntley's playing for a job. Ben Roethlisberger's trying to go out on top. You've got uh, – arguably, you could say that there are people in the Steelers on the Steelers' offense that are fighting for keeping their jobs. I don't think that they would be heartbroken to see Juju or Claypool go in the offseason. So maybe I think all those I think this is a very purpose-driven game. So high scoring. I like Ben Roethlisberger to throw two passing touchdowns. All right. Next game. So this is probably the shittiest game to pick on the schedule. Uh, Packers at Lions. Right now, the Packers are minus 180. The Lions are plus 155. The over-under is 45, and the spread is three and a half. 
Aaron Jones is not playing in this game. He is officially listed as an active. David Bakhtiari is active. Devontae Adams is allegedly playing. And Aaron Rodgers is supposed to start the game. We don't know how long he's going to play for. So, that in mind, I have no idea what to do with this game. I believe Jared Goff is playing. Jared Goff is active, so I imagine he'll be the starter. Um, And I think DeAndre Swift should be playing. He's been questionable every week for the past couple of weeks, but I'm sure he's still in. Um, the Saint Amon Saint Ra guy. Um, oh, he's so good, Amon Ra Saint Brown. Yeah, thank you. I was I knew so there was a good. Saint in there and a Ra. Dude, and I added him to my <laughs> fantasy team right when we got to the consolation bracket playoffs or whatever. Dude, fucking balls out for like 150 and two touchdowns every game. He's nasty. Yeah. So. Oh, speaking of which, this is our first episode since I lost the fantasy championship. Oh, is right. it not? Yes. Yeah, some fucking championship you guys had combined for like five oh. points between the two of you. Okay. <laughs> so coming into fantasy championship week, week 17, I am projected to lose by a good margin, right? Like I think I had projected like 110 and he had projected like 130, right? The games start playing and the games start playing. And as the games keep going, the margin gets closer and closer and closer. Right. And so like we're slowly getting closer and closer and closer to the point where it comes down to the Monday night football Steelers against Browns game. Okay. Yep. He has all too well. (laughs) The Najee Harris, Nick Chubb backfield combination right those are his two running backs so basically i just needed the two of them to get less than 30 points combined or something like it was it, i i think it was like 32 whatever right we come down to the last drive of the game the steelers are just kneeing the ball they're like not kneeing the ball they're running the ball to like try to get a first down you know finish the game right run down the clock like last two minutes the game is already over they have won the game i am winning by four points. I have the biggest cushion possible because if they just get a first down, they're going to kneel the ball. And what do they do? Hand it off to Najee Harris, who runs for a 40-yard touchdown, and I fucking lose like that. The most brutal way to lose the fantasy championship, and now I have to draft my team next year. Worst way to lose the fantasy championship ever. It was a pathetic championship to begin with. Um the consolation bracket fucking is the highlight of the playoffs. We were on fire, literally. Um, but yeah, no, that was brutal. I was watching that game. Um, and I think that play was a mistake, actually, because I think the game plan was probably to just get the first down and then knee on I it. imagine the game plan was to do that. Right? Stupid to go for the touchdown. And I think that and I think that he like accidentally found a hole and broke free and then just went for the touchdown. Yeah. I thought he was going to knee on it when he got down to like the one. I was waiting for that to happen. I was hoping that would happen. I thought he was just going to fall going. on it, but he just kept going. That, hey, that's rookie mistake right there. I mean, not really. They won the game, but still. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he could have pulled a Nick Chubb and just ran out of bounds. Like, yeah. remember when Nick Chubb did that last year when they were about to cover the spread against yep. the Texans and he just fucking yep. ran out of bounds like a loser? 
<laughs> and it I didn't do even do that. anything for them because it didn't stop the clock. I mean, it did yeah. stop the clock. Right, yeah, exactly. It was so dumb. <laughs> it was just the dumbest thing ever. It's like, all right, you just cost yourself points. Whatever. Yeah, brutal way to lose the fantasy championship. Brutal. It sucked. All right, back to the pick em. Yes. Um, so, Packers-Lions. Yeah, so Oakley's lock yesterday was Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. It hit on the first drive of the game. He picked Packers minus three and a half today. Here's where I stand on this whole thing. Listen, I'm going to ride with my dog, literally, until the very until the very end, until this shit's over, until we stop giving him the ability to make picks. Until then, I'm going to ride with him. So, like, I'm placing Packers minus three and a half today. I think the Packers are also going to win this game. I think Packers money line is a, is a decent bet. Here's where I stand on the whole, like, oh, like, we don't know who's playing, whatever, in this particular game. I've never been a big fan of resting starters. I've never been a big fan of players sitting out for health, you know, to try and preserve themselves. I actually think that historically it benefits you to not, especially if you are getting the buy. Because if you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers, let's say you don't play today, that means you have like two weeks off where you're not in competitive game play and you're not getting, obviously you're practicing, but it's a little different when you're playing in a game and you have that, you know, legitimate game atmosphere around you. So I have never been a big fan of it. And it doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers is either. Matt LaFleur said if it were up to him, he wouldn't start. Aaron Rodgers said, fuck you, I'm going to start this game. I think that we'll get Aaron Rodgers for the first half. I think he'll throw like 150 yards. They'll get like one or two touchdowns. They'll build a decent enough lead where they can throw Jordan Love in that scenario to finish off the game. Listen, if the Packers can hold the Chiefs to 13 points with Jordan Love, they can beat the Lions. So regardless of how much Aaron Rodgers we get, how much Devontae Adams we get, I still think they're going to win this game, and I still think they're going to cover. I don't buy into the reverse line movement because the line has been moving in the Lions' favor. Uh, I saw late last night it dipped to three and then two and a half. And well, I mean, off. even today it's been moving, but that's because Aaron Jones got ruled out. And so right. it had well, even Aaron Jones being out, any other team, their starting running back not playing, I'd be like, huh, that's an issue. But they have the next best thing in A.J. Dillon, literally. Right, exactly. So I, I'm not concerned for this Packers team and their ability to, to cover the spread. So I would hammer Packers to cover today. I really think, yeah. again, people, it's the Lions, like, Let's keep don't do not, <laughs> not overthink, overthink this. this. <laughs> it's the Lions. Packers minus three and a half. That's the lock. That's Oakley's lock too. So remember it. All right. So I will all follow. I will pick the Packers to win, and I will definitely be taking Packers minus three and a half. Uh, all right. Next game. First game that literally has zero implication on anything. Everybody's job here is apparently safe, which. Daniel Jones' job should not be safe, but whatever. Um, Washington, after Mike Glennon's performance, it should be. <laughs> after Washington – so the Washington football team, soon to be known allegedly as the Washington Commodores, not know how, not sure how I feel about that, but um, are at the Giants. The football team is minus 255. Giants are plus 205. Over-under is 36. That might be the lowest over-under I've seen in a long time. Uh, and the spread is six. I'm taking the football team, and I think they cover. Yeah, Redskins win. Redskins cover. Um, the Giants are so bad. And we're going to do an episode this week responding to all the comments, whatever, that said we were wrong. But, like, yeah, we were right about the Giants. They're exactly what we thought they were going to be, and that's a whole lot of nothing. Um, I hate the new Washington football team name. Just change it back to Redskins. We won't mind. Um, they're going to win this game, 
and I don't know. The Giants threw for negative passing yards last week. Like, what the fuck else do you want me to say? They're a horrible team. They're probably going to lose by, like, 20 today. So, Washington football team wins. I don't think I had any action on this game because it sucks so bad. Yeah, no. So, next question. Uh Another game that doesn't technically matter for playoffs, I don't think, um, but does matter for jobs. So Andy Dalton potentially playing in his last ever NFL football game because Lord knows what's going to happen for him (laughs) next year. Um, Then Matt Nagy probably going to get fired regardless of what happens in this game. but then on the other side, Coach Mike Zimmer, we don't know what the deal is with him. So Sounds he like wins, he's going to get fired after the game is what I've He heard. might get fired if he wins. Maybe that changes things. My sources him. are telling me that he is going to be fired after this game, regardless right. so of the outcome. Bears at Vikings. Uh, Vikings are minus 190. Uh, Bears are plus 160, over under 44 and a half. Bear uh, spread is three and a half. I'm taking the Vikings to win and cover. Justin Fields is not playing, as I mentioned before, with Andy Dalton playing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Vikings minus four seems like free money today. That would be one of my locks of the day. Um, it's probably going to be a shitty and an ugly game, but I think the Vikings would cover regardless. Uh, so I'll take the Vikings. Uh, Mike Zimmer, though, I would just like to point out that earlier this week, they, he was asked about Kellen Mond, who's the quarterback from Texas A&M, who he drafted, who is currently playing behind like Kirk Cousins and the backup. So Kirk Cousins got COVID, and they didn't play Kellen Mond. They played this other guy. And so after the game, Mike Zimmer was asked, like, hey, going into week 18, this, is a, this, is, this game doesn't mean anything in terms of playoff implications. You've been eliminated. The Bears have been eliminated. You guys literally can't change anything in the NFC playoff picture. Could we see a little bit of Kellen Mond? First of all, I'd never heard Mike Zimmer's voice before. He's got a high-pitched fucking voice. It's hilarious. Secondly, he responds with one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard. And he goes, no. Like, no, we're not going to get a look at me. And the guy's like, oh, you don't want to get a look at your, your quarterback you just drafted out of college? He goes, not particularly. And the guy was like, why? He goes, I see him every day. <laughs> I thought that was a funny <laughs> response, honestly. I see him every day? Like, I was okay. like, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but no, but you've never seen him play in an NFL game before, and, like, you drafted him true. for a reason. That is why right. Mike Zimmer is getting fired is for that comment. I see I, him I every day. I thought that comment was hilarious. Honestly, the way he yeah, said not it... particularly pissed me off. It was like, it was like we were – it was like we shouldn't expect Kellen Mond to ever play in the NFL. It was like yeah. he's being punished for being drafted by the Vikings. They're like, oh, you don't want to see your new rookie quarterback? He goes, no, not particularly. Dude, being, being drafted Fuck by the Vikings is punishment enough, okay? Like, I think they should trade Kirk Cousins. That's my opinion. And he's uh, a great quarterback. He's good. But there's something about him that's ruining that team, and I can't tell you what it is. They were you know so good the before is? he came along. <laughs> the, the issue is that they got rid of Stefan Diggs. If they kept Diggs and had feeling <laughs> Diggs and Jefferson – Oh, I mean, yeah, but no, I think you got to let's get Case Keenum back in there. He was dirty. Uh, He's starting today for the Browns, which is a great segue into the next game on the schedule. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Bengals at Browns. This game means nothing for the Browns. It could mean something for the Bengals as far as seeding goes, 
but Joe Burrow is injured and is not playing. The Browns are minus 250, Bengals plus 200. Over-under is 38, and the spread is six. I've got the Browns to win um, with Case Keenum as their starting quarterback. Um, and um, I don't think I'm going to take them to cover. I think that they could cover, but I'm not, I wouldn't bet on it just because I'm not super like confident in that. Um, right now the Bengals are 10 and six. If they lose, they'd be 10 and seven. They would likely fall behind the bills who are playing the jets. Um, and end up playing the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs, barring a Patriots loss today. Yeah, so I'm going to – yes, I think the Browns are going to win this game, but to be honest with you, like I'm not putting any money on this game because I just don't know. Um, the Bengals are in a unique situation where like they really can't start Joe Burrow because he got hurt at the end of that last game. Also, and, T. Higgins is out. I should point that out. Yeah, it, so – like Brandon Allen's a good quarterback and he's come into games before when he's needed to and actually played well. So that's where I'm like a little like, huh, like maybe the Bengals are going to be okay without Joe Burrow. But my thing is like, they're in a unique situation where they're already in the playoffs. They've already won the division. Yes. They're probably going to fall to 10 and seven. And if, if obviously if they lose this game, they're going to fall to 10 and seven, but they will lose playoff seating if that were to happen. So ideally they probably wouldn't, want to start Brandon Allen, but they don't have a choice. So I'm going to take the Browns too. stay away from this game betting wise. But if you're a Patriots fan, I think you root for the Browns today because you want to see the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. So I'm going to say the Browns way. I would just like to point out, I saw this clip on TikTok of like, it was like a Cleveland area radio guy, whatever. And I never really thought about this until just now. And like, I totally like agree with him. He said, why do Browns fans celebrate Baker Mayfield being bad? I, like, I, I never be that he's bad. Y- yes. Like why do they not want to see him do well? Like I never thought about that before until just now. It's like, he's all you have. Yeah. Without and him, to be honest, like, you're going to be awful for like the next three or four years. He's not that bad. Like he's had a lot of really bad throws this year, but he's not that bad. Obviously, I'm a Baker that- guy. Left shoulder. I mean, I am too. That left yeah. shoulder injury is bothering him a lot more than I think a lot of people expected. I certainly don't understand how it's affecting him that much, but bottom line is that it definitely is. Um, and this is not the Baker Mayfield that we saw last year. This is not the Baker Mayfield that we saw almost beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like, right? He he played differently this year. I fully expect him to be better next year. Um, and that's why, you know, we saw the report earlier today that they're planning on keeping him for 2022, which why that even came out as a report doesn't make any sense to me because they had already picked up his option. So he was already under contract for next year. Maybe that report was meant to say they're not trading him. Um, Probably because they said that whole thing about like, oh, they might look to move on and, or or he might request a trade or something. He came out, he was like, that's bullshit. Like I'm not going anywhere. And then Browns fans were like, fuck. I don't understand why they're rooting for his downfall. It's like newsflash. Like your team, his success equates your team's success. Yes. Whatever the fuck he does, your team's going to do. So like the fact that you are rooting for your franchise quarterback to perform poorly is beyond me. And I'd never thought about that until this week. I was like, wait, yeah. Why the fuck do they not like him? Like they doesn't, should be rooting for him. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. 
would you guys rather fucking Deshaun Kaiser, whoever started before he came along, Johnny Manziel? Like, yeah. ba- Baker's been your best quarterback. Like, there was a stat before Baker come al- came along. It was like, this is how many starting quarterbacks the Browns have had in the last five years. And it was like double-digit numbers. Yep. It's like, this is your guy. So, like, root for him. Makes no sense. Exactly. Um, and then just one point that we should touch on because I forgot to earlier on the Steelers Ravens game. So TJ Watt, but you know, before we move on to the afternoon slate, TJ Watt has the chance today to break the single season record for most sacks. He's sitting at 21 and a half. Michael Strahan's record is 22 and a half. So he only needs one and a half sacks to break the record. And there are a lot of other records that are up for grabs today. Cooper Cup with um I think it's like 11 receptions ends up as the single season reception record holder. Um, he only needs like 130 something yards to break the single season receiving yards um, record. I think Jonathan Taylor's like 240 yards away from the rushing record. And then Brady, I think is like 15 or 16 completions away from Drew Brees' single season completion record. Yeah. Do we think that these records count? Like to me, because the JJ, of the extra week, like the, like the TJ Watt record doesn't count. I don't think that got, they should count in terms of being compared to the old ones. But I mean, we know we're gonna have eighteen weeks down. moving forward. So in right. thirty years, you know, these records are now going to be broken by other people yeah no i so i don't think we can say like oh you know like cooper cup today is going for like a bunch of receiving records and he came out and said he was like well we had an extra week so like comparing it to i think randy moss had like a touchdown record which he can't break anymore someone else had um yeah so uh, randy Randy moss had had the touchdown record (laughs) the undefeated season with the pats he had like something ridiculous like 20 touchdowns 23 yeah So, like, no, I don't think that we should compare them to the old records and be like, oh, well, this player is better for this reason. I think right. so it's, it's not a better matter season. down the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a better season, but it, the record still counts. Fair enough. All yeah. right. Moving on to the next game on the schedule, the beginning of the afternoon slate. The biggest game, most important game on the entire schedule for us here at TBR The Patriots at the Dolphins. The Patriots are minus 260. The Dolphins are plus 210. Over-under is 41. Patriots are – sorry, the spread is six. So here's the situation. If the Patriots win this game and the Bills somehow lose to the Jets, who, keep in mind, almost beat the Buccaneers last week. So who the heck knows? Um, If the Patriots – Win this week and the Bills somehow lose, the Patriots will win the AFC East. If the Patriots win and the Bills win, the Bills win the AFC East and the Patriots end up um, in the five seed, likely playing the Bengals. Now, as far as our NFL 21 season predictions go, here's what's on the line. If the Patriots lose this game, I get a bonus point over you as far as you getting the Patriots right because I have them in the nine to ten range. If they win, you get the bonus point because you had them in the eleven to thirteen. Ooh. So, 
it'll be interesting to see what happens there. If they win, we end up being tied as far as like the ones that I know off the top of my head. So I've, I've done some of the calculations going into week 18 and after the games, or did I even include the games last night? I don't know that I included the games last night, um, but the Cowboys, well, actually no, how many wins did the Cowboys end up with? 12. They ended up with like 11, right? Or 12. Yeah, they ended up with 12, right? So we already knew what the what it was going to be for the – actually, we're tied right now. Sorry, my bad. We're now oh. tied. We both have 10 right because I had the Eagles at 8. Um, oh, no, because the, the Eagles were already – no. So I'm, I'm up on you by one. Sorry. I'm up on you by one. So through, through the things last night, I think I had 10 right and you had 9 right. Or I had 9 and you had 8. One of the two. It's it's around there. And then the rest of them are either there, – there are a few where it's like we're off by one or two tiers, and then there are a lot that haven't been decided. Like the entire AFC East right now hasn't been decided because the, both the Patriots and the Bills are on the verge of jumping a category. Um, the Jets currently have four wins. So if they were to win, they could end five. up jumping a category. And then the Dolphins have eight wins. So they're also on the verge of jumping a category. Um, So I don't think either one of us can get them all correct. I think we have to be – like we have to get at least one wrong. Um, Because I don't think – like it's not possible for us to get – because we both – I had the – yeah, we both had the Dolphins in the 9-10 win range. So the only way – for actually so theoretically i could end up with all four correct but i don't want to have all four correct sure yeah because if, if if i get all four right that means that the pats lost oh right 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 because right. Gotcha. i have dolphins and patriots in the nine to ten range mm, mm, i see and then i have the bills in 11 to 13 and then the jets in four less so technically speaking if the patriots were to somehow lose this week i would get all four correct now but i feel I like that's gonna it. happen <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want that to happen. All right. So obviously we're both taking the Patriots to win this game. I don't think there's any debate there. Um, I don't want them against the spread just because Dolphins always play them close. So yeah, here's I, the thing. Bill Belichick, especially in a season like this, doesn't forget. This was the first game mm-hmm. of the season. This was Mac right. Jones first game. This offense was not established yet. And the Dolphins beat us in a spot where we should have beaten them. And now they get a chance, the Patriots, to right the wrong and to finish the season off on a high note and roll into the playoffs and give yourself a better chance at a better playoff matchup. And you get to do that in the form of the Miami Dolphins. I think Bill's going to make a fucking example out of them today. Don't overthink this. Hammer Patriots money line. Mac Jones over one and a half passing touchdowns. This offense is going to be fucking buzzing. I like the Patriots to score at least 30 points today. I got 34-10 final score. I okay, think it's so a revenge game. Over. I don't even know what it's set at, but sure. 41. Yep. Love it. All right. Next game. Panthers at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are minus 450. Over under is 42. Spread is 10. I am taking the Buccaneers to win. Um, I believe they have seeding implications here. So if they were to win and uh the Rams were to lose, they would jump the Rams in the standings. 
uh, and end up as the two seed. I don't think that they can pass the – so, like, if they were to win, they'd have 13 wins. If the Packers were to lose, they'd stay at 13 wins. I don't think that the Buccaneers can ho- jump them. Like, I think that the Packers have already clinched the number one seed. seed. Like, I don't – Yeah, I think they have. I think that that they have the tiebreaker. So um, I'm pretty sure the Buccaneers can only move up to two, which is still significant. Like that's still something that they need to do. Um, and I don't know who has the tiebreaker between them and the Cowboys. So if they were to lose today, um, they'd be tied with the Cowboys. So they they need to win. Um, that is still something that is important for them. Yeah, I'm picking the Bucs, too. Um, Tom Brady's not going to sit this one out. It's just his mentality. There's no fucking way he sits it out. He'll he'll probably surrender his position as QB1 in the fourth quarter. Probably. Yeah. Um, Bruce Arians has been known to take his guys out at halftime with three weeks left in the season, as he did last year. But I just don't see a way that Tom Brady comes out of this game. So I'm taking the... Bucks. Uh, I don't really like anything in terms of the points in this game. I love Rob Gronkowski under 70 and a half receiving yards because they probably will rest him because of how injury prone he is. Yes. And outside and- of the Jets game, I think he had like 100 yards in the Jets game. Before that, he hasn't sniffed 70 yards in like seven weeks. So he also I is 84 and a half. I think. I think he's 85 yards away from locking in some incentive. So I also think that they pull him because if the Antonio Brown situation was any sort of an indicator. Yeah. Oh, we got to do a whole podcast dedicated to that. I want, I'm going to do my best to get Antonio Brown on this show. I'm going to do my fucking best. He's my friend. He is a friend of the program. I'm sure he would, but I am going to scratch and claw. At this fucking guy. He just went on, like, some bullshit, like, not even sports podcast. To, like, yeah, he went on the Nelk podcast, right? Which yeah, is still a pretty that. popular podcast. But. No, it's popular, but it's not about sports. We are the number true. one sports podcast in the Northeast. I don't, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> pro- pro- probably the number one in the North Shore. I don't know how many North Shore podcasts. Oh, they were but. probably the only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, but yeah, that's so, that's my goal is to get to get AB on the show. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Be absolutely unreal. I know. <laughs> um. All right. Next game: Jets at Bills. Bills are minus twelve fifty. Um. Over under is set at forty two. Spread is fifteen and a half. Um. Bills have stuff to play for, like we mentioned in the last or in the Patriots game, right? Um. If they win, they win their division. So I expect Josh Allen to play at least three quarters, if not more, um, depending on how this game ends up going. Um, rooting hard for the Jets. I'm going to take them against the spread, but I think the Bills win this game. Yeah, Bills money line. Let's not overthink this one. They're going to get the job done. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to tease the over in this one, but I like the over as it's set right now. So I take the over. I think there's a lot of points to be had in this game between these two teams. Uh, a little bit of a showcase. It's a spoiler for the Jets. Like they, they, They're coming out there looking to ruin the Bills' season, uh, even though they're still making the playoffs. They're trying to ruin what could be of this season. They could do it. They gave the Bucks a good run for their money last week. Um, but 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, but I love the over. I think there's a lot of points. I see like a 30 to 20 type deal. All right. Next game, Niners at Rams. So this game, this game really matters. So if the Rams win, they clinch the division. Um, if the 49ers win, they clinch playoffs. If the Rams win and the 49ers lose and the Saints beat the Falcons, the Saints jump the Niners and the Eagles and land in the sixth seed right now. So the Eagles have clinched playoffs, but they are stuck in the seventh seed. Yeah. The Niners could potentially drop out of the sixth seed with a loss today. Um, Rams are minus 180 at home. Over-unders 45 and a half. Spread is three. I am taking Rams to win and cover. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams to win. Don't love anything on the points in this game, so I'd stay away from that. But we've got players playing for some incentives. So uh, Cooper Cup's over for receptions is is always a good fail-safe. Uh, I call it yeah. reliable. If there's nothing else to bet on, bet on Cooper Cup over receptions. The line keeps moving up and up and up, but he's good for double-digit receptions every game. I think so, it's nine and a half right now, right? Right. I don't know what the official over-under is. DraftKings has their promotions going on for the record breakers. So right now his over 11 and a half, which would break the single season receptions mark is plus 380. Um, And his over 135 and a half receiving yards, which is what would break the receiving yards record is plus 160. I think he'll break the receptions, not the receiving yards, but I also think he finds the end zone. I I like, I think if he breaks the receptions, he breaks the receiving yards. Yeah, I, I find it. I don't know, that's a lot I find of yards. Hard. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. It's only like 12, 13 yards per catch. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, this is what I had before the game. I'm staying away from receptions and receiving yards because they moved the receptions line so high. My book had it at nine and a half. I would take that. I think he's good for like at least 11. Like maybe, yeah. probably, I'd say 13. Like realistically, he probably gets 13 receptions today, but we don't know how they're going to play them either. What if they, pound the ball up the middle all day uh, and they just don't have any use for him in this game. So I like a Sony Michelle anytime touchdown. He's got a handful of touchdowns in his last few appearances. He's, he's really redefined himself in LA uh, and Cooper cup anytime touchdown. I wouldn't put so much stock in those because I don't have a lot of faith in this game, but I do like, I think those are like the best that I could come up with. All right. Fair enough. Next game. See hacks. See hacks. The Seahawks. (laughs) Honestly, they are hacks, so it works. But the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Cardinals are favored, minus 240, over under 49. Spread is five and a half. Situation is Cardinals have already clinched. Seahawks are already eliminated. If the Cardinals win and the 49ers win, the Cardinals win their division. Um, So they've got a lot to play for today. Um, I've got the Cardinals winning this one. Um, I think they'll win it pretty handily. I think that they can easily cover that five and a half spread. Yeah, uh, this game means a lot more for the Cardinals than people think. Just because they've clinched and just because they're going to be a high seed. You know, the Cardinals are, are a fringe team in the NFC, and I hate to say that, but they are, and they've shown it this year. They lost to the Panthers. They lost to the, um, the Colts uh, on Christmas Day. You know, so they're not, they're not all that, right? Like, we've seen – They're that. also – currently slated to play the Cowboys, who I'm pretty sure they lost to earlier this year, right? No, they pumped the Cowboys. Oh, right. They, yeah, right, which I don't think they do again. Like, it's 
Well, Kyler Murray's never lost an AT&T Stadium. Interesting. And if that's a road game. It is a road game. It would have and to the be. Cow- and the Cowboys are a fringe team, too. <laughs> I, oh, if, if that ends up happening, I would hammer it. But what I'm saying is, if the Cardinals can win the division, it's huge for them. For the playoffs to have to go through Arizona, that's so ideal because I don't have a lot of confidence in this team, aside from AT&T Stadium winning on the road in the NFC. So I like the Cardinals to cover this spread today. I think they're going to – the Seahawks are a depleted team. It's a, the dynasty – throw air quotes around dynasty. The, the team that – the Seahawks team that we've known for the past decade is finally kind of crumbled. Uh, yeah. And you're going to see, like, I, like I've anticipated, I think you're going to see a rebuild with this team. Um, Russell Wilson's playing for some incentives. So, yeah, they might put some points up. Might be a good game for the over. But I like the Cardinals to cover this spread. They really need to win this game. Yep. All right. Last game of the afternoon slate. Saints <laughs> at the Falcons, like we mentioned before. Saints win. They are probably in. Um, Saints are minus 210. Uh, Falcons plus 175 over under is 40 and the spread is four and a half. I like the Saints to win and cover. Yeah, I have Saints to win and Saints money line was my only bet. Uh, if you want to make absolutely no money bet on Saints money line today because they're minus 210, you said. Yeah, which yeah, honestly isn't lock. that bad, but like doesn't, you know. Yeah, put a hundred dollars on it and get a cent back. <laughs> put a hundred dollars, you'd get what's the actual amount that you would get on that. But $100, you get $47.61 back. Ugh. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's not worth Saints it. money line. They're going to win the game. Um, all right. Final game, Sunday night football. So, here's the scenario. At, what is it, 1 o'clock, the Colts play the Jaguars. If the Jaguars and the golden boy, Fabio, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Pull off <laughs> the greatest upset in NFL history. Dude, I don't even think it's an upset. I don't know why <laughs> the Jaguars aren't favored in this game. <laughs> the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in like eight years. If Fabio pulls <laughs> off the greatest upset in NFL history, the Sunday night football game of the Chargers at the Raiders – if these teams tie, they will both end up in the playoff picture. The game to go to overtime is plus 1,100. The Chargers are minus 155. The Raiders are plus 135. The over-under is 49, and the spread is three. I am taking the Chargers to win the game, but I will take the Raiders against the spread. Okay, so this is, a, this is probably going to be the most unique game we'll ever pick because I firmly... Okay, so first of all, I don't know if these two teams even want both of them in the playoffs, right? right. This is a dangerous game that they're going to play. Let's say the Colts lose, right? And these two teams can hypothetically tie and both make it in. And let's say they want to do that. I am going to put my life savings on go overtime yes on this game because I like they're going to end in a tie if they, if they both want that to happen. We don't know if they both want that to happen. People have been throwing out suggestions on TikTok saying they're going to run five plays the whole game and end in a 0-0 tie. Regardless, listen, 
the Colts are probably going to beat the Jags. So then you might have a football game on your hands. The over-under is set at 49 right now. I think there's no chance in hell these teams combine for more than that, especially in a game where we're anticipating them to tie each other. I like the under. If they're going for the tie route, the Raiders are, are plus three. I would take that because it's going to end in a tie. I hate picking this game because I don't know what's going to happen. Like my, Did you pick the Chargers? I did. Fuck this game. Fuck it. I think the Raiders um, have too much to overcome. They beat the Colts last week, and they looked good. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Raiders because I think that this is like they're this is like a Disney movie almost. Your head coach gets fired for slinging racial slurs. One of your star receivers gets a DUI, <laughs> kills a woman and her dog. Um, another guy gets like canceled and then another guy got a DUI last week. This seems like such a fucking Disney movie. They're going to make a movie about this in like 30 years. The Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, I'll take the Raiders to win the game, but I don't want that. I don't think they're going to win, but pick them doesn't matter anymore. So fuck it. Raiders plus three hammer it. Uh, and my prop for this game is if they play this game, like an actual football game and not like a, we're trying to tie, so we're just going to run the clock out. Mike Williams over 54 and a half receiving yards. Justin Herbert loves going to Mike oh, Williams. He's a, he's a deep okay, play specialist. Wait. Sorry, this changes things. This just in, Darren Waller expected to play Sunday night football. I'm changing my pick. The Raiders are winning this Are we game. both rolling with the Raiders? Let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> Darren yes. Waller playing changes everything that man that, is oh, yeah. a tank he's the best tight end in the nfl you can't convince me otherwise better than kelsey better than kittle better than gronk well everyone's better than kittle kittle doesn't play <laughs> that's true but yeah uh my prop is mike williams over 54 and a half receiving yards justin herbert's gonna be slinging it and mike williams is a deep ball specialist so i think he easily passes 54 and a half receiving yards and let's do raiders plus three baby yeah, I love it. I'm also going to – so we're doing the dog locks um, for each time frame of game. So I will post the dog lock on TikTok now for the 1 o'clock. If you're listening to this podcast before 4 p.m., come back around 4 p.m. to the TikTok, and we'll post another dog lock. And then again for Sunday Night Football at uh, 7.45, 8 o'clock before the game starts. We'll post another dog lock. So that's how yeah, we're going to do it. So now that we've completed the – um, the pick'em. I wish to complain about something really Go quick. So the Patriots, according to the odds makers, are more likely not to score a touchdown in their game today than for their defense to score a touchdown today. So when you look at the touchdown scorer props, the first touch oh sorry, the first touchdown scorer. It is oh actually that makes more sense now. I was looking at it, and it said the first touchdown score, um, Patriots defense plus 1,400. No Patriots touchdown is plus 1,000. So, like, it's more likely that they don't score a touchdown than it is that their defense scores first. Yeah, I guess so. 
Because they are. When's the, when's the last time there was a D? De- Actually, no, I can tell you that answer. The Chiefs did it this year. I was going to say, like, first touchdown is almost never the defense. Yeah. That would be, or, or special teams, that would be a kick return touchdown or like a pick six or a scoop and score. And the Chiefs did scoop and score earlier this year for the first touchdown. So I take that back. It's but, very yeah. rare. Makes more sense. The worst thing in the world, speaking of first touchdown scores, probably one of the worst feelings in the world. I guess I wouldn't say worse, but it sucks. Is when you bet on an anytime touchdown score and they score the first touchdown. Yeah. Happened with fucking Kelsey yesterday. Like could I have won. taken him first and took him. Could have taken him first and I took him anytime. Yeah, that but sucks. even worse is like if Or you if you took first, first and they score and anytime. They score second, <laughs> like I, I I always think that it's better to just take what you can get, so I prefer to only bet anytime. And right, I, like, I, then you I can root weigh, for it the whole game too. Right, exactly. And it's also like, obviously, it's disappointing when you could have won more, but you're just happy to won, right? So it's right. like it's, well, better, my, it's um, way better off. My last couple one touchdown bets, like anytime touchdown bets that hit, they also scored the first, which really? pisses me off. So that, Deontay that's, that's Johnson like, and Travis Kelsey. That's so unlucky. I know, so maybe I should bet first. And on, I think I said this on Thanksgiving. I tried to place a Dawson Knox first touchdown score, and my book like froze, and then I couldn't get it. Yeah. Time, and he scored the first touchdown, and I th- that was huge plus money because Dawson Knox is a fucking nobody. So He's just a like, tight end. maybe I'll throw some first touchdown prop bets in there today too. Like, who knows? We'll see. But yeah, that was indeed that was the end of the pickup. That was that was the end of 2021 2022 pickup. Regular season pickup. Cuz we have playoffs coming up. Yes. We'll do our own so we'll keep the regular season pickup and the playoff pickup separate. Oh, okay. That works. So like you won regular season just cuz like the games get less and less as the playoffs go on so it doesn't make sense like cuz by the time we get to the Super Bowl it's just one game. So it's like it doesn't matter. Right. So we might as well just do like a play. What would be cool is if we did like a, and we should, like a playoff pool. Oh, uh, yeah. And we just get everybody from TBR to like fill out a spreadsheet and we just, you know, throw some cash in there and we like track it on the podcast. You know what? Fuck yeah, we're doing that. If you're interested in joining the TBR playoff pool, please reach out. Definitely. We'll, we'll make like a Google form or something and we'll post the link put this, on Put this shit on TikTok because we're mad viral on TikTok now. Yeah. Let's see how many followers we've gained. I think six since we started this podcast. Nice. Not a big deal. But yeah, that was the end of the pick'em for the season. It flew by, but it was fun. 18 weeks, a lot of games. I can't even do math because it changes every week. Sometimes it's 14, sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's 11. Right. 18 times. Let's just, you know. This week was 14. This This week week was 14. 14. So at the bare minimum, if there were 12 games in a week, it's 216, but we know that there's more than that. So probably 250. Which I would like cool. to point out, by the way, that we have better pick'em records than most of like the analysts and stuff. It's very weird oh, yeah. when you're like sitting down watching and they show the pick'em records of the analysts that are like on TV, many of whom are like former players. You would think that they would know what they were talking about. And they've got like below 500 records. Now I don't. I never count Michael Irvin because Michael Irvin always picks the Cowboys to win Cowboys. no matter what. So like, like 
you know, he gets a bit of a pass for some of his, but like, it's just weird to me that we could just be sitting here and do our pick them and end up with winning records by a significant amount every year. Like I'm pretty sure that our, our records have got to be close to 70% now. Got to be. We've been hot lately, and we're going to release the final pick'em records after this week, and then we'll go into playoffs. But, you know, it's weird that when you have a podcast with, you know, 6,000 followers on Instagram and, you know, X amount of listeners and whatever, and you watch football all the time, it's weird that you know what you're talking about. Huh. Funny how that works. Funny how these two casuals can get on a podcast every week and be fucking almost 100% correct. <laughs> Almost a hundred percent. I mean, we've had multiple times where we were. You if know, we're rounding up away. from seventy, almost a hundred percent correct every week. <laughs> I don't know. It's just we know what we're fucking talking about. So, like, maybe you should, maybe you should listen. And if maybe. you did listen, then I hope Thank that you. we won you money. <laughs> yes. Because not only are we good with our predictions, but. We fucking know what we're talking about when it comes to spread bets and prop bets. I would like to point this out quickly before we end. Ferulo told me the other day that he pays for a service to tell him what the best bet of the night is. And I think that that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my Uh, life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is paying money to pay more money. Okay. Okay. I, if you're like, this isn't aimed at the people who give out their locks for free on TikTok and like on Instagram or whatever, that's different. You're not a service. There's not like a service that you're asking people to pay for. You just watch a lot of sports games and you, you know, are giving out your locks and like, that's totally fine. Like whether you're right or wrong, you have no obligation to anybody to be right. You could give out a thousand incorrect bets and you wouldn't be morally wrong because you're just saying what you think is going to happen. You're not a professional. You're not having people pay you to give out these picks. I don't understand people that pay for betting services because yes, you can watch more sports than other people. You can be a statistician and check analytics more than other people. You can check ATS records and betting trends more than other people. But at the end of the day, nobody can a thousand percent correctly predict the outcomes of sporting events because sports aren't fixed. You cannot fully predict what's going to happen. It's why there's never been a perfect March Madness bracket before is because there's no, it's just impossible. You just cannot a thousand percent correctly predict outcomes in sporting events, which is the great thing about sports. So the fact that you charge people to give out like, oh, your best bets, like, oh, you're a great handicapper in Vegas, whatever. Like what the fuck? It's such a scam to me. It's like, just watch sports and come up with your, own and like if you don't know like ask somebody or go on tiktok people give out locks for free all the time but the fact that you are paying money to potentially lose even more money is so dumb to me yeah it's 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 that that really sounds stupid and if you're collecting money from people so that you can give them your bets then you're a scumbag too yeah absolute scumbag like you should only guy who does it money the only guy who does it for free that sucks and should stop is trent <laughs> we should have him on the podcast. I don't even know who that guy is. I just hate him because we say that we. He's been hot take, lately, apparently. Ha, has he really? Did he I have the Travis Kelsey first TikTok. touchdown score last night? <laughs> well, he, he he definitely saw Oakley pick it, and that's true. He pr- he probably did. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. He definitely steals. I mean, I mean, granted, like he 
he looks at our page sometimes when we tag this him. is true well yeah when we tag. <laughs> <laughs> i he reposted michael's tiktok so like okay. <clears throat> i li- listen i've given that guy a lot of shit a lot of shit so do i want him on the podcast no probably not but whatever all right. No, we need to put all of our focus into getting Antonio Brown onto this podcast. That's what I'm going to do like for the rest of the day is just like spam Antonio Brown's DMs. Hashtag we stand with Antonio. I'm we on do. his side. We fully support Antonio in yeah, this whole thousand percent. Listen, even if he was wrong, I would because he's a friend of the podcast, but he's right. Yes. Based on all the facts that we have seen, granted, we're not inside the Bucks locker room, but Based on everything that we have seen in the news, we believe that Antonio Brown is correct. Yep. Yeah. Put perfectly. <laughs> I know he's right. You know when friends are just like this and they have that like telepathic <laughs> gene between each other? And he was like, when he was running off that field, I was like, I feel that, brother. <laughs> hey. I did the same thing, granted under semi-different circumstances and not getting paid to do it, but I did rip off my pads and leave the field. Nice. Finger <laughs> football, freshman year Thanksgiving game. Nice. Didn't play a single snap the entire year, got down to the Thanksgiving game, we were getting the tires blown off of us, and instead of putting me in the game to play guard, they took one of the running backs had him change his jersey because this was back when, well, I mean, like in high school football, you have to wear a certain number range in order to play certain positions. And since he was a running back, he was wearing a different, you know, number. And so they changed his jersey and had him go in to play guard. Keep in mind, he had never practiced at guard. Yeah. They threw him in to play O-line instead of giving me a singular snap. Granted, he was a senior, and so it was his last game ever (laughs) What, you couldn't have given me one snap and thrown him at running back? Like, it didn't make any sense. I know all too well what it's like to be fucked over by coaches at that school. Yeah. So, don't even get me. And Carp does too. And Michael does too. That's the one thing we all have in common. Uh, not one thing. We have more than that. We all had <laughs> bad experiences with varsity <laughs> coaches. And- <laughs> Sucks because Carp and I really had potential. <laughs> I mean, I had zero football potential. Literally not. I would have been much better off if they had put me at linebacker more frequently, but I also wasn't great. Like, I, I, was, I was very good at football in middle school. Like, I was a good football – because I was a lot bigger than everyone that I was playing against. And, like, I, yeah. I was a good D-lineman, and I, was, I used to block very well on O-line. And I played, I played center in sixth grade and played tackle. I was left tackle in fifth grade. And I was very good at my job when I was doing it. But once I got to high school, people were way bigger than me, and I kind of fell behind. Granted, tearing my ACL in eighth grade didn't help, but I wasn't right. going to be great in high school either way. So, um, but yeah, baseball is what I'm more annoyed with because I had people who were on the team say that I was good enough to make the team junior year and then didn't, yeah. and then never really got a shot to prove myself senior year. But hey, I'm definitely over it. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I, I never forget people who have wronged me. So my life's mission, I said this on episode hundred, my life's mission is to spite people <laughs> and that's <Yeah>. all I do. <laughs> and you'll see that next episode when I tear the comment section to pieces. So I hope you're fucking ready. We're going to find out 
how loyal people are to their word. Because where I come from, when you give me your word, that means something. So when you say you're going to chop your fucking dick off, you better fucking do it because the Eagles got nine wins. So seriously, though, like this is my proposal right now. We'll talk about this on the next podcast. To the guy that said he'll get a tattoo, I, we will literally meet you wherever you want in the world, in the country. I will go wherever you are in the country oh, to I any tattoo shop. With the tattoo. Yeah. Oh I will go God, to any I tattoo shop. didn't get involved with that one. I will go anywhere to any tattoo shop and we will produce content out of this. We'll make a whole thing out of it. I will personally oh pay for God. the tattoo myself if you stick with your word and you get a tattoo because the Eagles got nine wins. That's my proposal to you is we will show up, we will fund the whole thing, and we will make content out of it. We'll have you on the podcast. We'll do a whole video about it. We'll vlog the whole experience. Anywhere in the country, you pick the place we're going, we get to pick the tattoo. That's all I ask. I'll pay for it. I'll do the whole content. I'll fly you out there. We get to pick the tattoo. That's my proposal. Sit on it, sleep on it, think about it. We'll talk about it again on the next episode, but that's my initial offer. I get to pick the tattoo, and that's it. You just have to get it on you. That's all you have to get taken care of is the tattoo on you. You can put it anywhere you want. It can be visible on your body. It can be on your ass cheeks for all I care. I get to pick the tattoo. So just just scrolling through some of these. Uh, let's see. Second one, no Packers and Saints now. Well, the Packers, if they win today, we were right on. So, um, And when he said Saints, he was referring to you having them at 14 plus. Um Next guy says, nah, how the Broncos only winning four or less? We got a top five D. We definitely better than the Raiders. Raiders will be in last place. So the Broncos obviously didn't get four wins or less, but the Raiders are definitely not in last place. Um, Let's see. Um, What's another good one? I, I went through, and we'll do this on the next episode, I went through and screenshotted every single one that was factually incorrect, and I will expose all of them on the next episode, which will probably be tomorrow. So come back for episode 104. Someone said Ravens and Browns is 11-plus win teams. That didn't work out. Um, we're, 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 I'm trying to... Where's the guy with the uh, with the tattoo comment? I can't find. Dude, it. they just moved the Packers line in their favor. In the Lions' favor or in the Packers? No, favor? and then the Packers' favor. They just moved it to four. Oh wow! When it says odds updated, do I have to accept? <laughs> it says Ravens getting these way new odds? more than eight wins. The disrespect. Ravens currently sitting at eight wins. Woo! And they're gonna lose. <laughs> Dude, is it worth putting money on Jaguars money line? I don't know. That feels like a stretch. <laughs> I kind of like it. I'm placing my bets right now. I don't know. We'll do I hate we'll, the Giants, <laughs> but I know they're getting more than four wins. And the <laughs> Eagles will be lucky to get five. That was a good one. 
How about Jerry? Jerry's got to come on the podcast and eat his yeah, fucking words, Yeah, we need Jerry dude. on the podcast. Jerry's like, the Eagles are getting three wins. Yeah, fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> there are a lot of these that we just, like, didn't respond to that I didn't even realize. This guy, I love how there's one guy who's, like, actually, like, like some people were actually kind of nice about it. Like, this guy was, like, curious about how Denver is four or less Wins. Right, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying system. everybody that comments yeah. is, a, is an asshole. It's just the people who made these outlandish claims that were so false. And, and we also hate, like, you know, when when people are like, you know, what the hell is this? You guys are fucking stupid, and then they go into whatever. Delete right? the account. That's yeah. A good delete one. the account was always fun. It got to the point where I was just like, yeah, thanks, we'll do that. And then yep. I was like, we'll think like, about we'll... it. <laughs> Here we go. I found one from Jerry. He said the Eagles aren't getting more wins than the Giants or the Colts. Well, they did. They're tied with the Colts, and they got way more than the Giants. And the so. Colts are going to lose today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone commented, hashtag justice for the New York Giants. No. <laughs> they don't deserve shit from anybody. Reported for scam. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I just moved the Jaguars line to plus 20. That shit better hit. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) Imagine. They lose by 21. A phone is going through the wall. (laughs) That's craziness. All right. This Um, has been episode 103 (laughs) of the Booth Review. We got distracted and forgot we were recording a podcast. Uh, That's exactly what just happened. (laughs) all for joining us, and we will see you on... The flippity flip side. Flip side. Have a good one. Woo!